Now, the do's and don'ts of eating in Italy. Cosa si fa e cosa non si fa quando si mangia in Italia? I want to make something clear. In Italy, we're not huge followers of rules. However, don't mess up with food rules. Fear the judgment of the cameriere. Postcards from Italy, episode 18, the dinner with friends episode. In today's episode, the students enjoy the meal they've prepared and get to know some new Italian friends, as well as some essential rules about good table manners in Italy. We also learn that a young chicken has nothing on an older one. Ciao, benvenuti a Postcards from Italy. Mi chiamo Elisa. I'm an Italian teacher from a small town in Emilia-Romagna, not too far from Bologna, and I'm delighted to host this podcast with my real-life student and friend, Erin. Come va? Postcards from Italy is designed specifically with beginner and intermediate students in mind to increase their comfort level with conversational Italian, especially while traveling and trying to connect with native Italian speakers. Every episode starts with a dialogue that blends Italian and English as our characters travel through Italy. Then we move into a preview of the roundtable, in which Erin and I have a lively chat in Italian and English about Italian idioms, grammar, vocabulary, and culture. And to get the most out of it, visit postcardsfromitalypodcast.com for our bonus materials, like full transcripts of each dialogue and our roundtable lesson notes. Remember, don't worry if you cannot understand much during your first listen. Just relax, sit back, and enjoy la dolce lingua. Okay, cominciamo. Ascoltate bene. Peppina, siediti pure. Ci penso io a servire la pasta. Tu hai lavorato tutto il giorno. Ti meriti una pausa. Benissimo, grazie. Allora, chi vuole cominciare per primo? Passatemi i piatti. Oh, I guess if no one else wants to start. Sì, Dani, dammi il tuo piatto, non fare complimenti. Sei in crescita, hai bisogno di mangiare. Ecco, ti faccio una bella porzione abbondante. Oh, I'll never eat this much. E beh, ma mangiare è uno dei piaceri della vita, no? Sam, sei stato così bravo a bere l'acqua che dopo i bucatini ti meriti proprio un bel bicchiere di vino. Better eat a big plate then, Sam. Allora, Rossella e Gianni, da quanto tempo state insieme? No, un attimo, volevo dire, da quanto tempo vivete a Roma? Peppina, questi bucatini sono una favola. Oh, siamo cresciuti insieme ad Orvieto, in Umbria, e poi siamo venuti tutti e due all'università qui a Roma. Io ho studiato architettura e Rossella farmacia. Viviamo qui da quasi 15 anni. What was that? I didn't quite catch it. For those who do not speak fluent Italian, please excuse Gianni's manners. Excuse me. We grew up together and went to university in Rome. Gianni is an architect. Have you been together since you were children? No, no, since university. Maybe 15 years? 15 years and no ring? Chi vuole un altro po' di vino? Sam, il tuo bicchiere è vuoto. Oh, grazie. Ho sempre voluto studiare architettura. Gianni, perché hai scelto proprio questa facoltà? Mio padre è un architetto. È un mestiere di famiglia. E poi, crescendo qui in Italia, ho sempre avuto una grande passione per l'antichità. Ehi, abbiamo la stessa età. E poi lo sanno tutti che Gallina Vecchia fa buon brodo. Danny, would you like some more bread? Sure. Danny, vuoi fare la scarpetta? Pulire il piatto con un pezzetto di pane è un classico italiano. Ma ricorda di farlo solo a casa, non al ristorante. Non è molto educato. Oh, sì. Grazie per avercelo ricordato. 
You know how your brother Nick likes to drag his bread through leftover pasta sauce on his plate? Johnny's reminding us that it's poor manners to do that in public. Sheesh, there are so many rules in Italy. Eh, certo. Per esempio, noi non tagliamo mai gli spaghetti o i bucatini e non li mangiamo con la forchetta e il cucchiaio, come ha fatto Dani. Wait, what? In Italy, we don't cut our bucatini with a knife or roll them on our spoon. Roll the bucatini? She means twirl. Anything else I should be aware of? Beh, sì. Noi spalmiamo il burro sul pane solo per colazione, insieme alla marmellata. We only spread butter on bread at breakfast. Non intingiamo il pane nell'olio come antipasto. We don't dip bread in olive oil before a meal. Non beviamo l'acqua col ghiaccio. We don't drink water with ice. E soprattutto, non beviamo il latte per pranzo o per cena. And no milk for lunch or dinner. L'ho visto fare nei film americani. Che schifo. What about cappuccino? Oh, Florenzia, assolutamente no. Si beve solo per colazione o non più tardi delle 10.30 del mattino. Il latte non si sposa bene con il pranzo e la cena. Ay, Dios, este país es casi una cárcel, aunque sea bonita. Ah, español. Se me había olvidado el sonido. Oh, did I speak Spanish there? I thought I was speaking Italian. It must be the wine. ¿Cómo se dice I'm so embarrassed? Oh, not at all. Italian men love to hear Spanish language. It's very sexy. Spero che tu non stia parlando per esperienza personale. Io? No, parlo per esperienza di mio fratello. Uh, arrivano i saltambocca e i carciofi. Non fate complimenti, servitevi da soli. E soprattutto mangiate. How long do Italian dinners normally last? Quanto durano di solito le cene italiane? Oh, con degli ospiti simpatici anche tre ore. E se la cena è buona, anche di più. Ma se non è buona, solo mezz'ora. <laughs> I don't ever want this dinner to end. Peppino, my compliments to the chef. You mean compliments to us. Complimenti a noi. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Postcards from Italy. Now, let's head over to my kitchen table to learn more about the idioms, grammar, and cultural lessons from today's show with my real-life student and friend, Erin. Benvenuti carissimi amici di Postcards from Italy alla discussione dell'episodio numero 18 intitolato Cena con Amici. Questo è quello in cui gli studenti gustano la cena che hanno appena preparato e fanno la conoscenza di Rossella e Gianni. Rossella spiega agli ospiti alcune regole essenziali su come comportarsi bene a tavola in Italia. Welcome everybody to episode 18, Dinner with Friends. This is the one in which the students enjoy the dinner they've just cooked and get to know Rosella and Gianni. Rosella explains to the guests some essential rules on good manners at the table in Italy. We have been talking and talking about episode 18 since we began this journey. So can you tell us why we have been waiting for episode 18? Oh, certo. Abbiamo due interessantissimi modi di dire. Gallina vecchia fa buon brodo e non fare complimenti. E poi una lunghissima discussione su cosa fare e cosa non fare a tavola in Italia. Le regole più importanti che vi insegniamo a Postcards from Italy. Okay, this is what you've all been waiting for. Not only do we have two idioms in this episode, but the star of the show is the do's and don'ts of eating in Italy. We have a whopping 37 food rules in our bonus materials. We have the things to do and the things not to do. Esatto. 
Before we began recording, you said invariably, always in every class that you've ever had, someone will say, oh, but my uncle, brother, father, grandpa have done one of these things. Yeah, um, don't don't come at me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin in Rome does that. Aaron and I were talking about this previously, and I mentioned I used to have a friend in grade school who used to go lick tree bark and eat ants every day at recess. Does this make it okay? No. (laughs) Lick tree bark and eat ants. That's not on our do's and don'ts list, but I would say that's probably a don't. It's probably a don't, even if you're lacking protein. And just because someone does it doesn't mean that it's okay to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So here I'm just explaining what's considered okay and proper to do in Italy. Even more important than your Italian language. See, exactly. And we'll explain it. We'll explain very well how these food rules compare to other rules that we have in Italy. And actually, a little disclaimer, you know, we just talk about food the whole episode, even with the idioms. So, il primo modo di dire di oggi è gallina vecchia fa buon brodo. Durante il loro scambio di battute a cena, Rossella dice a Gianni una cosa molto interessante. Ascoltiamo. Ehi, abbiamo la stessa età e poi lo sanno tutti che gallina vecchia fa buon brodo. Questo modo di dire è molto comunemente usato nell'italiano parlato moderno quando il tono della conversazione è informale e scherzoso. Come sanno bene molti cuochi e anche molti italiani, la carne di una gallina vecchia tende ad essere dura. La dovete far lessare per un bel po' di tempo per renderla più tenera. Questo a sua volta produce un brodo più saporito, che è migliore di quello che si otterrebbe con una gallina più giovane. During their banter at dinner, Rosella says this particular idiom to her boyfriend Gianni. This idiom is very commonly used in spoken Italian when the tone of the conversation is informal and playful. As many cooks and Italians know, the meat of an older chicken or hen can be quite hard. So you have to boil it for quite some time to make it tender. This, in turn, makes for a more flavorful broth. And it's a better option than the broth that you'd make with a younger chicken. Sì. Quindi vediamo qual è il significato di un modo di dire con questo tono culinario. È una lode della saggezza e dell'esperienza che si acquisiscono con l'età. Una gallina un po' più vecchia o una persona un po' più vecchia potrebbero in certo modo essere di qualità migliore di una più giovane. Spesso usiamo questo modo di dire in modo scherzoso quando una persona è in una relazione con qualcuno che non è più tanto giovane o è che è più vecchio di loro. Purtroppo, come abbiamo visto in questo dialogo, gallina vecchia fa buon brodo si usa per lo più per parlare di donne. Oh, okay, everyone. Did you catch that? Elisa says, so what's the meaning of this culinary idiom? It's a praise of the wisdom and the experience that comes with age. An older chicken or a person may in certain aspects be of better quality than a younger one. So it makes a more flavorful broth. We often use this idiom jokingly when a person is in a relationship with someone who is no longer so young or older than they are. Unfortunately, like in our dialogue, Galina Vecchia fa buon brodo is mostly used to talk about women, of course. Esattamente, sì. But one would say it is because women of a certain age are so much more interesting and fascinating. 
And I think so. <laughs> not speaking from experience, of course. No, no. Ma sono d'accordo con te. Penso di sì. L'esperienza e la saggezza dell'età danno più sapore ad una persona, così sì, come sì. una gallina. Vediamo il nostro modo di dire in azione con un paio di esempi. Esempio uno dei nostri materiali. Una amica dice all'altra L'hai saputo che adesso Andrea sta con una donna di otto anni in più di lui? E l'amica dice Beh, cosa vuoi farci? Gallina vecchia fa buon brodo So in this one, two friends, two female friends, it sounds like, are speaking to each other The first says Have you heard that now Andrea is with or is dating a woman eight years older than him? And the other says Well, what can you do? An old hen makes good broth <laughs> Sì <laughs> She knows what's up She's right. Frase numero due. Lo so che sono molto più anziana di te, tesoro, ma ricordati che gallina vecchia fa buon brodo. I know that I am much older than you, honey, but remember that an old hen makes good broth. You know, I, I remind my husband all the time. <laughs> It's a very useful idiom at our house. Now, cultural notes. The moment that we have all been waiting for. The do's and don'ts of eating in Italy. Cosa si fa e cosa non si fa. Quando si mangia in Italia. First of all, all these rules, we have quite a few. They may cause ungodly amounts of hunger. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> for the next probably half an hour. Second, I want to make something clear. As you may have noticed, in Italy, we're not huge followers of rules. Like for us, rules oftentimes are like mere suggestions. You know, look at how we drive or even look at how we form a line at alla biglietteria or how we don't form a line alla biglietteria. We're just too creative and too busy living la dolce vita to follow rules. Like we don't like rules. Some of us can't even speak Italian according to the rules. So, you know, if you're going to make grammar mistakes, no worries. Like <laughs> we don't get offended. We still appreciate a lot that you're trying to speak our beautiful language. Some of us can't even use congiuntivo ourselves. So no problem. Even with grammar rules, even though the whole podcast is built about teaching you grammar rules or conversation rules, don't worry. However, don't mess up with food rules. <laughs> Because <laughs> fear the judgment of the cameriere who is going to serve you that cappuccino after lunch, after a pizza lunch. And even though you may not see it, he's going to roll his eyes so far back into his head that he's going to see his brain cells. And even and the brain cells are going to be disgusted by somebody asking for a cappuccino after pizza lunch. You probably won't be invited back to meet the chef. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think so, no. You may be invited for the wrong reasons to meet the chef, as in the chef wants a word with you. <laughs> Honestly, if we can teach you something, this is it. These are the rules that you're expected to comply with when you are in Italy. If this you is... eat correctly, then you will cut a good figure. You will make a good figure. Sí, bravissima. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you might get extradited. <laughs> <laughs> And just for fun, we have two special sound bites for this list. This one voiced by Elisa's son, Ben. And this one by Elisa herself. No, 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 no. Enjoy. Divertitevi. Okay. Cominciamo con la prima regola. Uh, nei nostri materiali, regola numero uno dice mangiare l'insalata all'inizio di un pasto. Si fa o non si fa? Is it done or is it not done? 
eating salad at the beginning of the meal, I'll say non si fa. Brava, Erin, non si fa. In Italia l'insalata è un contorno, a meno che non ordiniate un'insalatona come piatto principale, per esempio in estate. Salad is a side dish unless you order a big salad as an entree. That's rule number one. Yeah, so expect to be served salad after your entree with your secondo, not as the opening of your meal. That's not how we do it. That's not how people should do it. <laughs> In general. No judgment, uh, friends. No judgment. No, no. Regola numero due. Intingere il pane nell'olio per antipasto. Dipping bread in oil as an appetizer. Hmm. I'm going to say non si fa. Non si fa, brava Erin. Non si fa. Questa non è un'invenzione italiana. Uh, questa è un'invenzione dei ristoranti americani. Oh, so this is an invention of American restaurants, not Italian restaurants. Yeah, I've never seen it in Italy. But in America, yeah. I have, I've done it in Italy. They actually served you No, I think that there was olive oil on the table and I had bread and I just naturally like did the thing. and put some, <laughs> Like I did it on my own. It's not like they told me to do it. Oh no, God. no, they would, they would not tell you to do it. <laughs> the only time we would do that is if you go and have oil tasting, like un assaggio di olio, una degustazione yeah. di olio, and they'll pour some oil on very simple Tuscan bread for you to actually taste the oil. Non al ristorante, no. No, 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 no. You're, you're still my friend. Regola numero tre. Raccogliere il sugo che è rimasto nel piatto con un pezzo di pane. This happened in the episode. Mm -hmm. Picking up the sauce left in your plate with a piece of bread. And I'll say si fa. Si, si fa ma con attenzione. Okay, so with some... Precautions. Okay. <laughs> Perché questo in italiano si chiama fare la scarpetta. Va bene farlo a casa... Ma è sconsigliato farlo al ristorante. Non è un gesto molto elegante. That's not a very elegant gesture. Mm -hmm. This is called fare la scorpetta. It's okay to do it at home, but it's frowned upon if you do it at the restaurant. But it's not always the case, right? You told me about some chefs who don't mind it. When they see a patron fare la scorpetta with the sauce. Yeah, they feel proud. They're happy because it means they really liked it. So while that might happen, I would suggest as a rule, if you're in a restaurant, public setting, don't do it. It's mostly considered, maybe not by the chef, but by other people, it's considered not proper. Okay. And fare so, la scarpetta is that to do the little shoe? Mm -hmm. Is that what it means? So you're sort of like sweeping a little shoe over the plate? Yeah, we have a whole intermezzo about that. Okay. Regola numero quattro. Mangiare il pane con il burro. Eating bread with butter. I know it's not oil, so I would almost want to say si fa, but I have a feeling by the look that you're giving me that it's non si fa. <laughs> non si fa, non si fa. In Italia noi abbiamo il pane più buono di tutto il mondo, quindi questo è un no. A meno che non stiate facendo colazione con pane, burro e marmellata. Elisa says we have some of the best tasting bread in the world, so that's a no. Unless you're having breakfast and adding jam to that bread and butter. 
Yes. Don't cover the taste of our delicious bread. There's no need to add butter. Even if you're having un panino with bread and salame or prosciutto, there's no need to add butter. No, no. Ok, vediamo. Regola numero 5. Mangiare in un ristorante con tovaglie a scacchi bianchi e rossi, i menù scritti in cinque lingue e le fotografie per ognuna delle loro specialità. Eating in a restaurant with red and white checkered tablecloths, menus written in five languages and pictures for each of their specialties. I'm going to say no si fa. Don't do it. <laughs> Brava, Erin. But you've been in Italy often enough, you know not to do it. Questi per un italiano. Ciao, it's Elise again. The rest of my conversation with Erin is available on our website. Visit postcardsfromitalypodcast.com for our exclusive bonus materials. You'll get access to everything from season one, including full transcripts for the episode, as well as translations, vocabulary lessons, and cultural tips from today's roundtable. Our premium subscribers get one additional bonus not found anywhere else. Intermediate listeners will love the special intermezzo for each episode, a two-minute audio segment and three-question quiz exclusively in Italian to take your learning to the next level. This is only for our bonus material subscribers, so sign up today. Postcards from Italy is a labor of love, connecting different cultures as we explore the dynamic nature of modern Italy through its language. Remember to follow us on Instagram and sign up for our emails to stay updated on webinars and classes. Thank you for listening. Non vedo l'ora di incontrarci di nuovo.